Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit, and today I have the two Mehras with me. Uh, <laughs> introducing uh, Kushal Mehra, the host uh, of Behind Charvak Podcast, podcaster, uh, our good friend at Mind Podcast. And uh, today, I mean, before I even introduce both of them, they would like to be introduced as cricket enthusiasts first, before anything else, because this podcast is going to be all about. Shane Warne, 90s cricket and our cricket fandom. And our second panelist, returning champion, lawyer, Nikhil Mehra. But again, before lawyer, he's a cricket enthusiast first. So, uh, Nikhil, last time we are not even going to add, subtract anything. This is going to be purely about cricket. So, anyone who is offended, anyone who is sad, this is your chance, log off. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll be very, very annoyed with us for the next 45 minutes. The, the king has died. Yeah, the king has died. This can yeah. only be about the king. He is yes. Vaughn is Vaughn, man. Nobody else compares yeah. to Vaughn. So, you know, in case everyone has been under a rock or I don't know where uh, uh, and have missed all the news last week, uh, Shane Warne, one of the best leg spinners, if not the best leg spinners ever to bowl. I'm kidding. No, but you're right. The best. Absolutely. If... The reason I said one of the best is because we haven't seen everyone. But Shane won 700. Who is in like... I'm sorry. By we'll what we'll come to that. <laughs> Other than Shane won, even a great cricketer. No, no, I agree. One Man. great leg spinner other than Vaughn, who's an orthodox leg spinner. Not medium paces masquerading as a leg with the, with the label of a leg spinner. Boom, boom. Shots have already been fired. <laughs> 90 seconds. No, I, I am not going to take bullshit about the king. I mean, no way. This is this man is the reason why leg spin. Everybody yeah, wanted to go leg spin for 20 years. No, no. There are there, there no are one good. No one else is good. There are terminologies like certain balls that he bowled. Like people did not know the existence of those like in pop culture before 1993, before Shane Warne started bowling them. Like Jared, I, I, I'm not quite certain Warne also knew because a lot of it was just mind play, right? This is the joy mind of play. Right. So 700 and... had a new ball. Every series is like, I've got a new ball. <laughs> Every Exactly. So 708 wickets in test matches, 293 in one day. Actually, the test match... In performances are so impactful that a lot of people don't even talk about the one day, but 293 wickets is no mean uh, achievement. In, in, in only 194 ODIs. So that's a wicket and right. a half per ODI. With right? Glenn McGrath on the other side who was destroying with, top orders for fun. World Cup semi-finals single-handedly won. I call them single-handedly won. And a World Cup final where he's the man of the match because of his bowling. Four for 33 in the 99 World Cup final. Not and even that. Missed, missed the 2000 World Cup because... He had a diuretic. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have had a third, like a third World Cup final too in 2003. No doubt about it. Wasn't that World Cup sitting now? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, and, and so amazing record. Um, proud Victorian. Loved his, uh, loved his stories about Melbourne and everything. But more importantly, a magician that we absolutely love. So, uh, Kushal and Nikhil, we've already sort of started a discussion one. But what does Shane one mean to you guys? Kushal, uh, you go first. For me, yeah, so uh, for me, look, he was a great bowler, no doubt about it. But when you watch sports, sport is entertainment. So for me, what stood out for him was what, what goes beyond the art of like spin bowling. So obviously as a bowler, I remember this famous incident. So he had retired from 
cricket pretty much and then IPL came along and he was the captain of the Rajasthan Royals and I remember this famous comment by some made by I don't remember who said he's like can you believe that Shane Vaughan has not bowled a single ball in the nets and he just lands straight into the IPL and the first ball he bowls then he has to start doing a little bit of bowling before the IPL comes and he's like he's landing it smack bang on the first time he comes after being out of cricket throughout the period and he was not interested in doing anything was not yeah. bowling second secondly as far as his craftsmanship is concerned it's pretty well known that he hated john buchanan because john buchanan would make him basically bowl in the nets and chain oh, greg like chapel ka dusra bhai tha yeah and you don't basically you don't bowl in the nets you go and bowl in the match i will do my thing and so but the most the i don't know the loving aspect for me about shane one was every time he bowled right it was as if something was happening it was an event it was it was something it was like drama i i don't know a lot of people used to call him bollywood or hollywood whatever he was called i don't remember yeah, he was called hollywood hollywood, hollywood yeah. yeah and those expressions like are tune isko out nahi diya how dare you not give it out he was so close uh, he was so obviously out that's the endearing factor for me uh, that's what i loved about him he made you watch the sport which nobody yeah. else did i mean there are which is very ironical because in my case the three favorite sports persons that i had in my life was tendulkar won and mike tyson and mike tyson obviously for different reasons tendulkar for different reasons but won it was just the personality i if there ever was a thorough entertainer in the history of cricket i would say it was shane won no but i think that's why tendulkar and won made for such compelling viewing because they were two sports persons completely you know like chalk and cheese but both had the great respect for each other i think shane won has shouted from the rooftops that tendulkar is one of the best batsmen he's bowled to and tendulkar has praised won as well and they were trying what to outfox each other what? what is what is with your one off one off won never said tendulkar's one off tendulkar he said he is the best mcgrath said he is the best not yeah. one of the best are they stop this one off business उटरी <laughs> <laughs> or like continued to reinvent himself like 2005 ashes may uh, i think i heard an australian commentator say somewhere one had single handedly determined that he will not let england win the ashes like he literally was the difference between australia coming this close and england winning ultimately without one england would have won quite comfortably he got 40 wickets with, with the bat as well by the way in that series yeah. he was a phenomenally important lower order batsman so and, and one instance i want to quote before i come to you like what kushal said he was a showman there is a i was watching this amazing two hour tribute that fox cricket had and i don't know that tribute or someone else where uh, someone said that one was such a showman one time he appealed like his heart out and the umpire said not out and then he went up to the umpire and said good decision that was sliding down leg but he was so passionate and so convincing that even the umpire was second guessing kya maine kya kiya so nikhil what does one mean to you as as a sportsman and uh what do you think like i mean we can be rest assured that there is not going to be ever a Sh- another shane one again right but mm. what do you what do you make of him revolutionize leg spin and the changes that he brought are they here to stay or do you think 
that now we have entered a time without Shane Warne, where he's no longer as a mentor. Do you think leg spin sort of dying, like going back to what it was pre-Warne? So if you can bowl it as well as Warne, you'll you'll be successful in any era. This is the yeah. thing with Shane Warne, is that he was always the most important person in the room. You yeah. could go into yeah. a cricket stadium, a full cricket stadium. Shane Warne was the most important person there. Everybody's eyes were on Shane Warne. Because the art that he was executing was different. But it's not, as Kushal said, it's not just the art. Vaughn is always up to something, right? I mean, that was the joy with all If you keep watching his expressions, keep watching his body language, he's up to something or the other all the time. And so, this is why he was able to constantly reinvent himself. Because he had that ego about him. He, want, he was always the most important person in the room. Had to get better. Had to keep changing things about himself to be the most significant person there. Right? So, Absolutely. one of my great regrets... So, the first thing I will say about Shane Warne is I can't think of another bowler with whom I can watch maybe 80, 90 deliveries that I call magic balls. They're not wicket-taking, good wicket-taking deliveries. Are they? They're the kind of deliveries you look at and go like, how the heck did he bowl that? So, and so let's, 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 look, let's, let's look at one of them. No, you can talk through... Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Go on. No, I'm saying talk through this delivery. Yeah, I was just going to show this. Yeah, so this is this is the one. This is the ball that made him absolutely famous. First ball in Test cricket in England for Shane Warne, and he's done it. He started off with the. What a champion! No, no, one second, Anand. So, so the thing with that ball. And this is the interesting bit about Vaughan. When Vaughan first played test cricket against India. Yeah. Right? So his first test, test match is 1 for 150. His second test match is none for 78 in Adelaide. right? Mm-hmm. But the commentators, and I remember listening to this on radio. It wasn't telecast live. It used to be on radio for us. Arsha mm-hmm. Bogle was commenting. And, other, and he was saying, talking about how the Australian commentators were talking about, you can hear the ball. right? You can hear the ball come out of the hand. The amount of fizz he would put on the ball, you could hear it come out of the hand. And you'd hear that whirring sound. And that's why you'd get this drift, you'd get this spin. He didn't have control in that series. And he was in and out. Do you know what his career before he started? So this is a prodigy. He's introduced as a prodigy to us in 1992 series. But he played like five or six in total first class games. Not really distinguished himself. Got an Australian A to have been all right, not great, but Aussie cricket had that mentality. If you get a good leg spinner, that is such a phenomenal aggressive option, right? So for for Australian cricket, for example, Nathan Lyons done phenomenally well. He's a, you know, you could some would call a great spinner, hmm. but he's an off spinner. He just doesn't, you know, he will never grab the attention of the public. They will always look at him with that suspicion of isne kaise lili itni wicket yeah? He's an off hmm. spinner. Just, that, that aggression isn't there. That Skill level isn't there. So they pushed him through and he barely had, you know, enough coaching, enough training, uh, enough hours under the belt. But he did that. He did that. You know how he did it? It's like his whole story is crazy. It's his mentor, Terry Jennings. Terry Jennings. Terry Jennings. Yeah. Now, do you know his, his story? Terry Jennings comes out of jail. Because he's been in jail for two and a half, three years for embezzlement. <laughs> right? He's been in jail for embezzlement. He comes out 
And within the first week of coming out of jail, he runs into Shane Warren. <laughs> and so they're really kindred souls because Warren has that edge to him, right? Throughout his life, he's had that slight, I wouldn't even say bad boy because he was actually a really, really nice guy and a bit of a larrikin edge to him, right? The Aussie larrikin kind of edge to him. Yeah. And so he runs into this guy who understands, who can understand the mentality, but is very strict with a very, very strong disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. Warren goes into domestic cricket. Uh, do you know what his average is for Victoria? Very high. I, yeah, yeah, I, I it's forget. Yeah. 34. It's yeah. an abysmal average. His test match average is 25. Perfect. Which uh, which a fast bowler would be proud of. Which, which like a South African fast bowler would be proud of. 25 yeah. is an average to have. So the whole story around him is... It's, in, it's quite incredible how it sort of builds up, builds up, builds up, right? But then he had a phase when we all knew we've got a genius in our hands. And I don't use that word lightly. Yeah. That's like a proper bona fide genius, game-changing genius who can win matches on his own. Right? Mm-hmm. And not one or two matches. Like you might win five seasons. He can win dozens of matches on his own or be the single biggest contributor to that victory in, on the bowling department, despite such a strong Australian fast bowling attack, right? So we we knew this and once that happened. Every six months, the stories just kept coming. I mean, Warren would be up to something or the other, doing and something or the other, getting caught in just his underwear and being on the front page of Daily Mail. <laughs> you know, eating, taking 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 baked beans and toast with him to India because he can't eat anything else and the border guards get trophy of the <laughs> uh, You know, all kinds of like, it just kept coming. Every like every third woman in Australia had an affair with Shane Warren and England. Like this, there would be a steady stream of these women, and none of them spoke ill of him. None of them did. So, so there, there is. But Kushan, I want to ask you something. So we talk, we talk about Shane Warne. You know, one of his defining moments was like this uh, Sri Lanka series where, uh, like, he was smashed around, and then suddenly he comes back and takes three wickets for nothing in one of the Test matches, and Australia wins by sixteen runs. To which Arjuna Ranadunga, whom he had a standing feud with, rec- uh, commented, saying, "We lost the series to a bowler whose average is more than three hundred. <laughs> because at that time, Ward's test average was 300. But then he comes and, you know, he uh, cements his place, West Indies, England and so forth. Where, what do you think, like, what is your first memory of looking at one? And when do you think that, wow, this is some someone special that we are seeing? Well, obviously, my first memory of looking at one was the ball of the century. But my first memory was not what Vaughn did. My first, so we, we missed that part in the video. But what, how Gatting reacted. So you remember how Gatting reacted and Gatting's expression was pretty good delivery. (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually, initially he doesn't realize. So Gatting's commentary to this is, I didn't, I thought I heard something. I didn't know what it was because it just clips the off stump and Merv Kitchen, who's the umpire, gives him a nod. No, no, it was Dickie Bird and uh, uh, Richie Benoit famously said, Gatting has no idea what has just happened. That was my first memory of Vaughn. But obviously, uh, beyond that, I think my most endearing memory of Vaughn yeah. what's is the Basitali incident? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that. That is the most yeah. classic Vaughn thing, man. Yeah. So the last over of the day, four balls done. Nothing to do. Vaughn is bored. Calls Ian Healy. Comes for a chat. Ian Healy's like, what, what am I supposed to do? They do nothing. Like Ian Healy recently said, they literally had a chat about nothing. 
they were just wasting time because Basit Ali Bey uh, had this habit of wasting a lot of time at yeah. uh, and he was like annoying the Aussies with because of that and yeah. then just before going Vaughn asks him what do you want me to do and Ian Healy says just rip a leggy and basically that's about it and he rips a leggy and ba- I mean could anyone play it worse than how ba- Basit Ali played that <laughs> what the hell was that it was probably one of the worst shots i've ever seen i'm trying to yeah. there is a, there is a very patchy video i was trying to load a, a, a good video for uh, our folks but i have to show this video i think it's probably one of the worst worst shots ever uh, but but i think that was one right he he played with the he played with uh, the folks mentally yeah it was drama i mean yeah, this was, is beautiful yeah this this exact this moment they're literally not talking about anything and then this happens i mean this is just legendary stuff man look at how basit ali plays i mean what the hell was that <laughs> you know i'm going to say something in basit ali's defense and and that is really a trait about all of wands bold around the leg dismissal because there are ton of them they're not one there are tons of them just yeah. look at how full that ball is yeah right from that much length you do not expect in a 100 years it's going to turn enough to hit the stumps right so and you can't get your leg to as easily because it's wide enough but you would yeah. think that even with shorter you you do the you do the forward press and you try to kill the ball but with it being that full you don't expect it's eventually going to go into the stump that's the only thing i'll say in his defense we want so, to all the time such a full leg no, and it will stumps I, I think I think one thing, and this is Ian Chappell said about this, that uh, Sachin Tendulkar asked Ravi Shastri, "How do you counter Vaughn's leg spin outside? You know that he would bowl like this." And Ravi said that my way was the defense because I have the reach, but you don't have that because of the height difference between me and you. So you will have to attack, and that is one of the reasons why when 1998 Shane Vaughn came and that famous Chennai Test. where such an attack was because of this but again you have to play be as good of a player as sachin was to take an attacking option against one because you i mean he's going to outfox you otherwise or get you stumped and, so, and in the same test if you remember dravid was pushed pushed into a shell and he actually was out the same way where shane won boarded outside the rough and uh, dravid was bowled so you had to be a sachin to take take on one that way but yeah. um and a lot of people say are siddu did it first i agree siddu did it first but at that time won was not siddu bowling siddu ne log bhul gaye kambli ne bhi attack kiya tha won ko nahi nahi wo test match ki baat kar raha hu no i'm talking about that 1998 test match okay. where siddu started it but at that time won was not bowling from the rough right uh, he was bowling he was bowling over the wicket and it was a lot sooner in the test match this is when the ball got mm-hmm. older started to turn more and the wicket started to crumble is when sachin started to attack um what is what is interesting with shane one is that this is the one we saw in the 90s the one uh, post late 90s that, that came also developed this flipper and the zooter and started bowling faster right like his his quicker ones were really quick as as time got on but so he almost lose his flipper now because of his shoulder he lost his flipper but then he no. developed the slider yeah which is i mean they call it the slider or the zooter i depending came on came out of the front of the hand right that's what he front used of the play. hand right exactly but and what happened was and then we were in a short while we'll show the andrew strauss delivery i think where he bamboozled the batsman was the spin it took at the pace at which it took because people thought that because it was spinning this much it would not be bowled as fast as they thought it would be but yet it would develop some sort of pace that's so the pace. He, that's yeah the that's pace. the pace right so 
Nikhil, then you know you you get you get to Shane Warne the Test match bowler, right? But there is also the Shane Warne the ODI bowler, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And I, I don't want to talk about the tri series in Australia. Are we in a rush? No, no, we aren't. We, I'll come back to the Test matches. No, no, I'm oh. coming back. The reason I this, I'm going in chronological order, so I want to talk about the 1996 and the 1999 World Cup, and then we'll go to the Test matches again. Um, how big was Warne and how crucial was he to Australia winning those two World Cups? They didn't win both World Cups. They lost I'm sorry. I meant, no, no. I meant like, I meant going to the final and then winning the 1999 World Cup. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's amongst the top two highest wicket takers of the 96 World Cup. Yeah. He's yeah. in that list in 99 as well. Yeah. Top two or three. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see. The... Pitches in India, even in the 2011 World Cup, mm. they were slow turners. Mm. Not, not very conducive to very high run scoring. So, if you remember before the 96 Cup, we thought World Cup in India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, 300, 320 every time. And it barely yeah. ever happened. Barely ever happened, right? Yeah. The only Sri Lanka who, because of their super attacking cricket front up, was able to have high run rates and post big totals. But nobody else posted really big totals. Yeah. Right, so these these pitches were slower. So on a slower pitch, and this is one of the biggest sorrows I have about the whole contest between Tendulkar and Vaughan. On on a slower pitch, the flipper and '96 he had the flipper, right? So yeah. he is absolutely right. Vaughan's shoulder goes in '99, right? And after '99, he doesn't really bowl the flipper again. Doesn't really properly bowl the flipper again. So all his flipper dismissals, if you go to his greatest dismissals, are all in the '90s, pretty much. Hmm. Hmm. The odd one after that, which is a surprise element, but this, but that shoot shooting pace that he used to get off the pitch, that had disappeared post ninety nine. Anyway, that doesn't happen on a on an Indian wicket. That that you need a firmer wicket for, right? So his weapons were different against West Indies in that semi final. I mean, people talk about matches that are dead and buried. It was finished. It was, I mean, West Indies were at one point one forty to one or two chasing two thirteen. By the way, Australia managed to get to that 210-213 kind of total only because of the partnership that Stuart Law uh, and Michael Beveren managed to put up after they were yeah. crushed early on. They were 15 right. for 4. Yeah, so they managed to get a 210-212, something like that's what I remember. Hmm. And Lara was on the rampage, right? It was Steve Waugh who bowled an absolute beauty to hit Lara's off stump from my right arm round. Uh, and after that, of course, there are jitters, but but you've got Richie Richardson, you've got yeah. Keith Arthur, you've got a lot of Keith Arthur had the worst World Cup in living memory. Is it Z- not even Mahela Jayawardene in 2003 was as bad as Keith Arthur in 19. No, no, there was one person, Inzama Munhak. I think he had because it was, yeah, it was all in binaries, zero one zero one. Same <laughs> Keith Arthur in this World Cup, right? So he, he, yeah. he's still, but he's still a name. I mean, he was big. There were others who were there who could who could get you these runs, and he's starting to now get close. And now comes Vaughn. And the spell he comes up with is five overs, three maidens, five runs, and three wickets. I mean, he, he, that's just ridiculous. It is and ridiculous. in the semi-final. This is yeah. Mohali. This is Mohali. That this never used to be a grip and turn kind of track. That track in particular had a lot of bounce and pace in it. And that's why the West Indies fast bowlers had hurt Australia as much as they did. So he he basically thought them out, but there you, there is a phase with Vaughn in ODI cricket, right? Which I, the only other parallel to that I can think of is Bakar, where once they're getting a grip on a game, once they're starting to get a grip on a batting lineup, 
you know this this match is going only one direction yeah he will get the wickets he needs he will slow the runs down australia will choke you they will win like wakar once that reverse swing used to start you'd be like yeah he's, he's going to get wickets he's going to get the three four wickets he needs to finish you off from so one i had that and then the 99 world cup i mean the 99 world cup that semi final again australia somehow get to 210 to 213 that's what i said 213 it's eerie it's the and, same and number i have the perfect start absolute perfect start you talk about the ball of century you remember the ball to herschel gibbs well yeah that is my favorite odi delivery on it because that's that's where the and it's not just the ball and this is what i talk about one look at his reaction after the wicket yes he gets that whole team going he gets them believing he gets them pushing right four for 29 in that semi final four for 33 in the world cup final that that was that in, in fact when adit asked me that was one of my most endearing memories of one two so this, so just to add to that for sure it's not just the gibbs wicket he takes the first three right so they go from 52 for no loss to 62 for three or something and it's yeah. gibbs kirsten gibbs kirsten and i think kronier right so he rips that middle order out top and middle order out and he eventually gets callous at the end in the later part of the innings these are four big wickets to take man i mean you know this did everything right his feet were in the right position his back was yeah. coming straight gigs is uh, gibbs is back face is a little closed so yeah. he's got less of a chance to make contact with the ball but totally beaten because of the face beaten in the flight beaten with the by the spin yeah for me the, like i was always a one fan but this really? like cemented me why he's one of the greatest australian oh, cricketers okay. ever this this particular semi final we were watching at home me and my uh, me and my sister she was supporting south africa i was supporting australia and this was going horribly it was going horribly yeah. and suddenly i mean because you just knew you know magrah hasn't done it or because magrah was phenomenal in that world cup Mm-hmm. And we understood that best because he killed us in the India-Australia game. Took our big three in one. <laughs> Still hurts me. First three overs, big three gone. Right, finished yeah. us off. Uh, he was phenomenal, but they survived him. They scored of him. They were at four, four and a half and over. And I was just thinking, there's still Shane Keith Warne. I mean, Warne has to come through now. He, he, you know, big time players don't fail you. And Warne was the biggest of the big time players. I just wanted to touch something, right? Gavaskar talks about 800 wickets, Murli being better. Murli has 176 wickets against Bangladesh and Zimbabwe at that time. Warren yeah. has 20. Kushal, I was just talking Warren about it. Warren has 25. Warren has yeah. Warren took big, important wickets. No, and I think I think what Gavaskar said. That factor, of... Yeah, no. Just to add on that, Nikhil, it's not just that. Warren had a Magra. Warren had a Gillespie. Yeah, yeah they're going to take more wickets. they yeah, so but uh, murli had a chamindavas <laughs> ajanta mendis kumar dharmasena and later yeah, on ajanta mendis Hayra. comes much later but you're no, right no, are not even that if anyone can name the who was the second pacer for sri lanka after vas in every single series i will give them kumara are har ek series mein badalte the there was a vikram singh ah, sri jiva silva kumara all those guys yeah. yeah but they were decent bowlers right i mean so Listen, I got. I'm, if you can pull this one up, I'm going to tell you a little story about this one dismiss because I remember this from my childhood. There's a flipper that Warren bowls to Andrew Jones to bowl him no, out. I, 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 do, I don't have I the think. Andrew Jones one, but Nikhil, my friend, you're reading my mind because I did have the a flipper to share next. But this is the one that he bowls to Richard, Richard Richardson. 
Yeah. Right? Or feeling outside the off stump because he can't read the conventional He's about to cut the ball and he's getting hit on the pad because he just yeah. can't read it. And on a lighter note, no better example to say that Braun brought out the best out of everyone as his hat-trick ball, David Boone displayed more athleticism than he has in his entire career by You're falling spread even. Absolutely unfair. David Boone is one of the yeah. finest short legs. Oh, he is. He is. No, no. This, this is this is a joke that was on Australian TV as well. That Juan probably pushed Booney to like go spread eagle. Like the, the the joke they were making is he would probably dive only as much if he saw a can of beer or something. If I'm not but, mistaken, same innings of a fast bowler. In right. that same innings, Boone takes a short leg catch of a full blooded flick. Yeah, yeah. That's that's and, insane. I mean, that's insane. Of a full and, and, no, I remember him doing this and catching and holding on. No, but I think you're right because Boone and Sehwag had that too. Sehwag was not like built the most athletically, but he was one of the finest catchers. And I think Boone and Sehwag, they all had great hand-eye coordination when it comes to anticipating the ball or catching. And you saw that with their batting and their uh, catching. So Kushal, I was uh, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Vaughn lighting up the Ashes and how no spinner had dominated the Ashes before Vaughn the same way in the last sort of many years, right? And then if you look at it, the Ashes is also dominated by a few sort of players. Like it was Botham in the 80s, who sort of was the huge difference between England and Australia, why England kept winning. And then Vaughn comes in and then Vaughn and McGrath, but especially um, Vaughn dominates through the 90s and 2000s. And 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 2005, he would have run away with the Ashes, except Kevin Peterson sort of stopped him in the last match. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened if Peterson had not countered Vaughn. Uh, the way he did. So, um, his impact on the Ashes and then we'll talk about his subsequent career. And I want to talk a little bit about what Mr. Gavaskar also said, but after this. (laughs) Look, for me, his impact on the Ashes, obviously, you cannot debate that. But by the time Vaughn had come into his element, which is 1995, I know he had a huge contribution. I think he got 30-odd wickets even in the 93 Ashes, if I remember correctly. I mean, don't quote me on that. But the point is that did, did he have an impact on the Ashes? Yes. More than one, the player. I think it was once the one the personality that had an impact. It's just the English team at that time they would just capitulate, man. I mean, they yeah. they, they were beaten before they entered the field, and which is why the two thousand five Ashes is such a fantastic uh, spectacle when it comes to an average cricketing fan because. One of the biggest reasons was that, uh, you know, a lot of new players that had entered that side did not carry their fear or the baggage uh, of the past. So, to me, Vaughn's biggest impact on the Ashes was, again, the drama element that Vaughn used to bring. And if you look at it, you know, the English fans, I don't think so any Aussie player was ever loved the way when they were playing against England in England yeah, as Shane Vaughn was. It's the same adulation that Sachin gets in Australia when India used to play in Australia when Sachin was around. That they would they would boo the players, but when Sachin came to bat, they would all give him a standing ovation because no, no, they no, like. No, I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same. I think there's a cultural difference here. Yeah. They respect Tendulkar as the goat bat of his generation. The goat bat right. is Bradman pretty much, right? Right. But the English loved Vaughn. They absolutely yeah. loved Vaughn, the personality, the per. They loved him as much for his off-field antics as much as for his on-field antics because, you know, that he he just did things. He kept doing things. He, that kept him in the press. he had the personality of a footballer 
the demeanor of a fast bowler and would do that. And this was the phase when he was dating Liz Hurley too, right? No, that's much later. That's much, much later. later. But they, they fell in love with him from the start. He was a larrikin. He was a lot of fun. He came to Hampshire in the 90s. He was there throughout, captaining Hampshire, winning trophies with them. And he was... They, because county cricket is a very intimately community-based form of the sport, right? It's not like Ranji, which can be a little dis- distinguished. Because this is club cricket, essentially. It's very community-based. So they used to have this thing of Vaughn was the most down-to-earth, helpful genius that they'd ever seen. Unlike Lara. Well, Lara was playing with Warwickshire and he was the most successful county uh, foreign, foreigner in county cricket at that time. I mean, Lara was phenomenal for Warwickshire. But Lara always had this reputation of being a star. Right? Yeah. Uh, he had this aura about him. Uh, he, he wants the fancy car. He wants to be a bit standoffish. He wants the better better room. That kind of... Vaughn wasn't like that. Vaughn was, was, would build a community wherever he was. So they yeah. loved him. They, they genuinely loved him. And the greatest ode that they could give him, give to him was on that last day in the 2005 Ashes series. The English fans were chanting, we wish you were English. We wish you were English. They, they loved him. They absolutely, so it, so their, their love for him is actually a more personal connect than an Australian fan's respect for Tendulkar. I mean, their respect for Tendulkar is immense. But it's Probably, yeah. Because Tendulkar isn't that kind of magnetic... Per- See, with Tendulkar, let me put it this way to you. To me, Federer, Tendulkar are two geniuses, okay? But I, yeah. I consider them geniuses for the strokes that they play. So I want to watch them mid-stroke. With Shane Vaughan, as, as Kushal has already... I, I want to have the camera on Vaughan 24-7 because something is about to happen. Some craziness, some madness is about to happen. He'll be sitting on the boundary line, right? Yeah. In his floppy hat. And he'll be up to something or the other with a fan over there or something or the other. I mean, he, he is just so much personality. And he, look at what he Let- got away with. I'll think of this. This guy took money from a bookie. He took drugs, diuretic, yeah. banned substance. I wouldn't say drugs, banned substance. And yet nobody calls him a match fixer. Nobody calls him a cheat. Right? Yeah. Nobody calls him those things. Because his personality was... You could just trust Vaughn. He made a mistake. He, so, you could trust the fact that he's as capable of making a mistake on these things as he is honest about his cricket. I, I want to show a clip, guys. A sh- very short clip that kind of shows the personality of Shane Vaughn. Okay? This is from the 1998-1999 Ashes. Where England, uh, post-Ashes, you know, there used to be a tri-series in Australia. And England is playing Australia and there is a lot of crowd trouble. Okay, people are throwing water bottles and and crowds used to be quite nasty back in the day. And and, and look, I mean, I'm going to forward this. This is a long clip. And English players are seeing what to do. And someone goes in and calls in Shane Warne to calm the crowd. You know what the funniest bit in this is? Not this bit. It's it's coming. It's coming. That's the funniest one. Just see what he does then. The guy's a joker. There you go. That's why I love him. He wears a helmet to go to the crowd. I'm <laughs> saying, what a guy. What a character. Like, what a character. I love him, man. He's such, yeah. a, such an amazing Look at the build of him. This is a guy who's smoking 30 cigarettes a day at that time, right? He's, he's done. When, whichever restaurant he has ever gone to, right? a gourmet restaurant for pizza, he carries with him a box of pineapples because he loves pineapple on his pizza. So he gets this fancy gourmet pizza that the chef has specially prepared and he starts sprinkling pineapples on it. What? Like, Warren yeah. is lovable, man. He's lovable. 
he yesterday uh, i think ro belinda uh, the uh, famous twitter account i think ro belinda posted uh, this is probably cricket australia but ro belinda posted on youtube and if you guys don't know who ro belinda is uh, shame on yourself for calling yourself a cricket fan because he's probably has one of the best cricket archives on australian cricket since time immemorial but Not he posted a five i think he has the best cricket archives in the history of the human race period <laughs> human race period yeah <laughs> unbelievable uh, guy so um uh, he there is a five minute clip of won talking about pizza on channel 9 india and australia were playing and won is talking passionately about pizza and james brayshaw uh who george levin d- describes i think he has the emotional depth of a sock puppet or something like that george levin described his commentary as he said something about gourmet pizzas and one orders sort of orders channel line to do a poll on which pizza is the best dirty pizza old style pizza and things like that and there is a 5 minute clip of one slater and james brayshaw just talking about pizza they don't give a damn about what is happening in the cricket match and they're like yeah yeah india's trying uh, uh, michael slater tries to commentate on the match and shane won bricks him back to uh, pizza any other guy any other commentator if you would have done that people would have bashing talked about the cricket but shane won could get away with this and this is 10 6 7 years maybe 10 years after retirement not get away with it he makes it fun that's the thing yeah yeah that's what i'm saying the reason why he's yeah. able to get away with it is he's engaging it's a reality, reality yeah. show i think either in england or australia called i uh, i'm a celebrity get me out of here right he was yeah. on it he was on it and in all seriousness he propounded the theory <laughs> that we have not descended from monkeys we have descended from aliens this is jane won <laughs> Like the guy is interesting. Whatever he did, he meant it. He absolutely fucking meant it. So, <laughs> so what is amazing about Vaughn is, you know, Vaughn, hmm. Vaughn, Vaughn. Key commentary. If you listen to it with calm, if you, you know, if you observe what he's doing in the commentary box, because uh, the last few series that he was doing commentary on, I would actually listen to him. Hmm. So he has obviously got one of the sharpest cricketing minds, which people don't realize. but again see what makes commentary lovable or amazing so I, maybe i'll give you a you know an analogy from mixed martial arts so in mixed martial arts there is this constant debate when the ufc does pay per views right so what should be the commentary combo like there's john anek who does play by play arguably i think the greatest play by play guy in in mixed martial arts he is mm. the great but then joe rogan see people don't realize joe rogan famous kaise hua famous for fear factor say but he was the guy who did commentary for mixed martial arts UFC. that was his yeah. thing that was joe rogan's thing now there is always the debate that who does it with joe so is it going to be daniel comier or michael bisbing or or there is this uh, another guy so dominic cruz dominic cruz is your typical you know very serious technical he'll do his homework on the fighter he fought here 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 but the thing is the most fan endearing thing is when Don, daniel comier and joe rogan get together because they have banter now the banter the closest thing that i have enjoyed to shane wan's commentary and the banter he does with bumble especially when he's with bumble bumble yeah. is just you know a legend in, by himself is virender sehwag when i hear him in the hindi commentary like sehwag yeah. would do these things so that see the people always there are great players i think shane won ke level ke great players aapko bahut milenge cricket mein many bol raha hu leg spinner mai bol raha hu players players but what hey. makes won the greatest was the personality not the cricketing art that's it yeah. because you can find a great all rounder like jack callis <laughs> I think, in terms of skill set and contribution to a match, 
Jack Callis has had immense contributions too. But the personality of Vaughn just adds to the. It's like, do you think John McEnroe, if you would have not ha- not had that, you cannot be serious, mm-hmm. right? If you did not have that aspect to John McEnroe, would he have been that loved or hated or whatever? Is my no. And then there is another aspect about Vaughn also, another imperfection. See, Sachin and Tim, Sachin and Lara were the greatest of all times, but they were not good captains. Sachin's captaincy was, you know, record was there to be seen. Same with Brian Lara, not as good. Vaughn was always seen as the captain that never was for Australia. He was the vice captain for year, year and a half, but for reasons, you know, that better are known to Australian cricket and conflicts with coaches and selectors, he was only no, captain no, no, for a no, handful no, no, of... No, 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 the, the selectors were like, boss, he's got to be you guys have forgotten Vaughn. I'm telling you, Arun, from 95 onwards, every six months, there's a shame on controversy. So the Aussie yeah. selector was like, boss, we can't have this in our captaincy. We can't do this. Yeah, but After the play, but... Steve Poe had mythified the Australian captaincy, right? You couldn't have Absolutely. Vaughan. He, so no, Shane, because Steve Ward, ta- Steve Ward taken it to another level. So Alan Border was your captain grump, you know, your everyday, like your, you know, give it back to the opposition. Then Mark Taylor was a step up from Alan Border and then Steve Waugh was just legendary, right? So you're right that they, Shane Warne, but after what we saw Shane Warne do to the Rajasthan Royals team and to many other teams as a mentor, as a coach, as an analyst, do you think he was probably the greatest captain that Australia never had? No, no, he probably was, but but the thing is, the Aussies, that Aussie team used to operate. I mean, it's not that the one is not contributing to the strategy of the team, hmm. right? Maybe it would have been. I, I mean, we say, is he the greatest captain they never had? But well, look, between Steve Waugh, Steve Waugh's winning record is four and a half wins for every loss in Test cricket. It's, it's a ridiculous record. Ponting yeah. is 3.8 to every loss. Okay, so you can say he's the best captain they never had. But how much more of a record could he have created, man? I mean, <laughs> I mean he couldn't have. No, no, he couldn't have. And the bench strength. And the bench strength. I mean, they, they didn't miss a World Cup during that time. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would have been more fun having won. But yeah. they didn't look for it, right? I mean, they it won. The camera, he would have been Virat Kohli before Virat Kohli became Virat Kohli with a like, camera I'll dedicated to him on the field. Anecdote I read, and I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend this particular because that's, like warning is so. Do you know he had a mural? He had a mural painted yeah. and put in his study. You've got to if you could pull up that mural, it's so funny. It's so funny that it's so it's so classic warn that I can't even begin to describe it. But there's an article about that mural in the in the Guardian uh, by Jonathan Lewis, Liu, who's a terrific writer of October 2020, right? In which he describes another anecdote from the Ashes Test Series of 2005. So at the end of the Ashes Test Series, these guys are sort of sitting around and Gilchrist says, well, at least we can tell our kids that we were part of the greatest series ever, right? And... Uh, this is it, right? Ponting apparently says, yeah, I know, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll tell you what, Ponting apparently says, can't be the greatest we lost and he's, he's pissed off about it. But Vaughn then turns around, lights a cigarette and says, Look, what makes us different is that we're Australia. At the end of the day, who's going to ask about Ian Bell or freaking Ashley Giles? Ian Bell will remain Ian Bell. Ashley Giles will remain <laughs> Ashley Giles. Right? But we are 
Australia. I'm Shane Warne. You're Ricky Ponting. You're Adam Gilchrist. We'll be remembered. Don't worry about it. It's just a series. That's the. Yeah. I'm going to just describe this in Shane Warne's words. Right? Look at the pretentious rubbish here. Look at the people on this mural. Right. So they, these two in between. That's Chris Martin and Michael Clark, his two best friends. Yeah. His other best friend was Ed Sheeran. He used to have yes. dinner with Elton John. Russell Crowe used to phone call him whenever he had a shoulder injury during the shooting of Gladiator. I mean, Vaughn was a rock star, dude. So anyway, this is how so this is Vaughn right here. I'll, I, yeah, yeah. I'll run you through a couple of the names. Vaughn said. So there's and this is the Guardian has clipped the Guardian has clipped out the woman here because that's a very artsy picture. So this is the Guardian's picture where they've clipped out the mural into half. But no, no, this no, is no, the no, full no, mural. No, 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 right so this is how he describes it. He says. So, that, so that's either Pam Anderson or uh, I'm forgetting which one it is. But anyway, so he says, so there's Bruce there Springsteen and myself just chilling in the corner having a drink. Springsteen's got a cricket ball in his hand. He's just asking questions about cricket. The legend Mick Jagger, he's just sitting in the pool chilling. Then you've got Frank Sinatra and Muhammad Ali having a, a bit of a tune, just singing along. Then JFK is just mixing with Sharon Stone and Marilyn yeah. Monroe. Yeah. Two of my closest friends, Chris Martin, Michael Clark, just having a bit of a chat. I'll tell you what the artist has looked after Pup with those guns. This is so pretentious, right? It's is this Imran Khan? No, 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 that's Springsteen. That's what I was. Oh, that's Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, because I didn't see, and 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 I think Jack Nicholson is the craziest of them. Yeah, so it's so pretentious. He's got two best, friends, two very close friends, people he knows in there, yeah. right? And then there are other people that he knows somewhere here, and then all of these great sort of legends whom he has no contact with but with Vaughn he wants you to think he knows them because he otherwise knows he knew the entire rock fraternity like he had these people on speed dial they were contact Shane Vaughn was at one time it's, I, I don't think it's disputable was the most famous Australian in the world probably still is I, I honestly Kylie don't Minogue, know not, not Kylie Minogue not Russell Crowe Russell Crowe may be a Kiwi but I think he's an Aussie not, not yeah. Kyrie Minogue, not Russell Crowe, not none of them. He was the most famous Australian in the world. So, mm -hmm. Someone said that the, the Times in London had 14 pages on Vaughan when he uh, like died uh, last week. I, I don't know whether, like, I don't know where I heard that because I've been listening to so many documentaries and, st uh, you know, things. And I, I would urge everyone, I've tweeted the link to it. It's an hour, 42 minutes long. You must watch the Fox Sport tribute to Shane Vaughan. It is beautiful uh, what he meant to Australia and stuff. Um, Michael Vaughan was another person who was very close to Shane Vaughan. He's again the banter guy. So I that's why I loved watching the Fox cricket coverage because they had Michael Vaughan for all series, like for the India series as well. And his banter and Michael Vaughan almost took the similar position to what Tony Gregg used to take in Channel 9, that he was this British Englishman who would always take the opposing team side and get under Vaughan's nerves. And you should just see like him... Harsha Bogle and Shane Warne, when they were, those three were in the commentary box during the India-Australia tours of 2018, or when Isha Guha, either, they had the most fun. And, and you can see, you can see the camaraderie, right? So sometimes that's what I, uh, I talk to my folk, like I talk to folks in India and over here in US, we get the Australian feed. So we got to listen to Warne a lot more than like in India, you get the Indian feed, which is, uh, you know, they were doing commentary from Mumbai in the India-Australia test series that just concluded last year. So you should see Shane Warne, like even though Australia was losing and he was absolutely pissed about it, he loved that Rishabh Pant was giving it back to the Aussies.
He loved a, a good fight. So similar attitude that he had to Kevin Peterson or Andrew Flintoff. Yes, he hated the fact that the palms were beating him, but you know, at least someone was giving it back to the Aussies. So that was one the personality. Uh, so Kushal, I want you to talk uh, about this. This we are coming to Ashes two thousand five now. And this is, I call it Warren's Ashes because he single-handedly, like we said, rescued Australia. And this, no better delivery than this to show the genius of Shane Warren. I mean, that whole series, he's taken 40 wickets. But just look at this. This is the magic ball to Andrew Strauss. Yeah, Andrew Strauss. What a ball. Holy shit. Uh, you see how he's this, is after, uh, this is after England made 400 in a day. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, look, look at, at the that turn. Just look at the ball, man. It pitches, I think, what, uh, two feet outside off stump? Maybe more? And uh, yeah, yeah. and then it hits leg stump. That's unbelievable. <laughs> well, that one's you... out of the rough. That one's out of the rough. No, but, but still, the thing, speed, I, I, the speed another thing I would like spins, to add right? here, I think it was... Uh... <laughs> I think it was the another aspect of his his hair. Nobody pays yeah. attention to his hair. <laughs> Look at Vaughn's hair. Do, who remembers Vaughn's hair in the first test? Oh my God! What the hell was that? <laughs> it was it was like someone had like a, tried to do like that mohawk but stopped halfway or something like no, that. Vaughn and he had you, a mullet in the first match. In the first oh, you, you're talking about his first ever. I, yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about the, the uh, 2005 Ashes because by that he had moved from the mullet to the mohawk and like it was all yeah. sort of, he, he was Boris Johnson before Boris Johnson happened. Hmm. <laughs> like literally. Also, do you remember um, Warri like then probably like he even made jokes about it in Night Watchman about hair implants and hair treatments and stuff. And then two years or three years ago, he showed up wearing a Peaky Blinders hat. Oh. And <laughs> I remember that. He, he, he wore that through the, I think it was during the India series. He wore it through yeah. the entire Test Match series. And, and the Australians, I was like, what the hell is this? And Mark Howard said, anyone of us, if they had showed up, wearing this rubbish the 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 producer would have been like wear that thing off take that thing off but the producer was like good hat warning good hat and the the joke was that whatever was below the hat warning didn't want to show so he kept the hat on throughout the test match <laughs> it was it's the most it's it was the most shane one thing ever and this is 12 years after retirement <laughs> you remember the phase when he when his teeth were the whitest element on earth and his yes. face was <laughs> And his and face was orange. Face with orange face with the same thing. Hang on, hang on. You, you talk about the IPL, right? I, I'm telling you, and Jared Kimber on, in one of these podcasts I shared on my Twitter feed makes a wonderful case for Vaughn is also responsible for how big the IPL became in its first season. Oh, 100%. yes. He was a theme of the IPL. So, so he was the only foreign cricketer who was one of those titans or those special players in a in a franchise, right? So, Tendulkar to Bombay, Sehwag to Delhi, Yuvraj to Punjab, Dravid to Bangalore, Lakshman to Hyderabad. You remember how Ravi Shastri introduced him in the ceremony in Vankhede? You remember how Ravi Shastri mm -hmm. had introduced him? I, I don't yeah. I, I didn't actually watch And the crowd them. roar when Vani came in. Only yeah, two yeah. people yeah, got yeah. the crowd roar. Number yeah, yeah, yeah. one, Tendlia. 
Number two, Modi, he got a bigger road than every so, other Indian player. You know, you know what his economy rate was in that in that uh, uh, first season? Sare panch tha na? Nahi nahi nahi. Itna to koi nahi kar paayega T20. Seven. I think six and a half year seven, seven something like 7. that. Seven point two. Seven point two with all the tons of wickets he took. And who was his number one strike bowler? Who um? That Trivedi. <laughs> No, no, it was a Pakistani, Sohail Tanvi. Oh, Sohail Tanvi! Yeah, 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 Sohail Tanvi! Yes! Sohail Tanvi! Now, which are Rahane? Rahane is batting changed playing with Warner. No, why? How Rahane? Ravindra Jadeja? He made Ravindra. He made Jadeja's mentality, created Jadeja's mentality. Jadeja, if you remember, if you remember 2000, it was when Tendulkar made the 175, Jadeja had a really, really bad pressure situation cameo. Right, Tendulkar obviously mishit the, the paddle shot and got caught got at final leg, but Jadeja had created the pressure by wasting a lot of deliveries. Mm. Mon literally changed Jadeja's mindset, made him into this exceptional cricketer. Interesting, interesting. So, uh, oh, by the uh, way, by the way, later that year, he also oh. created the BBL. Why? Because he lands up at the BBL and he has an on field fight with Marlon Samuels. Right? Yeah. On field. incident. So, it gets so. It gets so bad, Samuels throws a bat at him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing commentary at a time. And, and while he's doing commentary, he's bowling to Brendan McCollum. He says, I'm going to bowl him around his legs. Right? Yeah. He actually bowls a slider. He does not bowl the leg spinner. He bowls a slider because he's bluffing. Because he thinks maybe McCollum can hear him. But McCollum makes the mistake of going across his stumps and he even get, does get bowled around his legs. So now the ball is viral all over the world. saying. like, Hey, Warney said I'm going to bowl him around his legs and he bowled him around his legs. Warney exactly. Warney was massive. Warney was massive. He was globally massive. So before we, before, we end the, before we end the podcast, we're going into the last 15-20 minutes of it. I want to talk a little bit about what, what first Mr. Gavaskar said and then we are essentially Indian cricket fans. So we have to talk about Warren V. Tendulkar and the whole, you know, the, the respect they had for each other and the magnificent battles they had. I, I just think Gavaskar was being uncharitable to Warren. Like I know people are uh, saying that Rajdeep shouldn't have asked this question and so forth, but uh, Gavaskar could have avoided that question. Now, now that's another thing that the Indian commentators are so overwrought by even questioning anything that Mr. Gavaskar says anywhere that no one will ever say a word. Like Gaurav Kapoor ka podcast, 22 Yans is a brilliant podcast, but he doesn't go one episode without paying homage to Mr. Gavaskar, right? So all of them who speak about speaking truth to power won't talk about the senior most commentator. I think what what was the point of saying this? First of all, the there's no point in comparing Juan and Murli because I think Juan was I, this is in my opinion, if not the same, at best, he was a better bowler than Muthaya Murlidharan because of the reasons we talked about, uh, you know, about the competition he had in wickets, the kind of wickets he had to bowl on, right? Sri Lankan wickets are not the same as Australian wickets. They are a lot more conducive to spin bowling. This is nothing to take away from what Murli was. But to say that, you know, the Indian spinners were greater. I mean, I love Indian spinners, but I honestly don't know who was greater than Shane. They're Moore. not. Adit, they're not. 
Vaughn yeah. was the greatest spinner the game ever had. Yeah, I know. Agree. So I, I, th- that's my point. I, 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 I don't know what you want to discuss here. Like it's a very simple. Gavaskar <laughs> was talking rubbish. End of story. I mean, there's nothing else. Yeah. To say. No, 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 no. Gavaskar was no, no, talking. Kushal, 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 Kushal. Explain this to me. By what slanted metric is Bishan Bedi better than Shane Vaughan? Because it wasn't just Murli that he, sp- he said the Indian spinners that came earlier were better than Vaughan. This is what he said. Come on. I mean, come on. It's I madness. Mean, it doesn't even merit comment. Yes, Vaughan is the greatest spinner in the history of cricket. And for someone to beat Shane Vaughan will not just need statistical brilliance it will need the personality that a shane won had wo kahan se laoge wo kahan se laoge jab usne harshil gibbs ko bold kiya aur usne apni puri team ko pump kiya wo kahan se laoge jab usne daryl kalinan ki zindagi barbaad kar di you won that semi final in that moment you cannot you can see even won played in an era where there was an absolute goat right besides him in magra in magra won played era where 50% of his wickets ka jaane ka probability were just because he was playing with magra murli are not just not that yaar who are your first change bowlers and the backup bowlers are bretley jason gillespie i mean what an attack Bhai, they had to andy bickel ko bhul gaya hai andy nee, bickel nee, bhi aake wicket le le to not even that michael andy bickel michael kasprovics uh, you i mean there are so many damian fleming the, the only on, man early on he also had mcdermott mcdermott Love huge, yeah. The, the the only person, Damian Fleming, who's st- still continues to be mad a little bit at Warner for dropping his hat trick, <laughs> straightforward chance, and uh, that was a that was a that was a very funny clip. Just look up one drop of Damian Fleming against India. But oh, yeah. you know, jokes apart, I, I and, and moving to Sachin versus Warner, right? Like uh, that that Bradman photo, like that was the first picture a lot of Indian cricket fans tweeted, where Bradman essentially just called them the greatest batsman and the greatest bowler. to you know when he called them over for his 90th birthday that. yeah i i i wouldn't debate it either but because i think the the, the thing was they were the reason why sachin and won were sachin was a completely different personality of the field won was a totally different personality of the field but both had that thing that whenever they came on the field they would grab the match by the scruff of the neck and try to change it single handedly now it's it's a classic approach, that i said earlier right Sachin Tendulkar yeah. is also the most yeah. important person in the room. Exactly. Yeah, that, that sums it up. Personality, na Sachin Tendulkar yeah. is such a calm personality. मतलब कुछ drama नहीं होता. Yeah, so you can be anything can be magnetic, right? You can be magnetic in different ways, right? I mean, there, there is a quiet yeah. aura. There's a there's there's a louder aura. So they were they were polar opposites in that sense. But Tendulkar is also the most important person in the room. There's just no doubt. From the age of sixteen, everybody is looking at the greatest batting talent they've seen, right? I mean, nobody's seen Bradman. Yeah. yeah, and and doing all sorts of crazy things, right? Like the the what people remember, Indian fans will remember the nineteen ninety eight Chennai uh, second innings. Australians will remember the first innings where Sachin tried to get go aggressive on one and one got him out the second or third ball. He hit him for a four. One one caveat to the Tendulkar Vaughan rivalry. is as good as they were through the 2000s they were at their absolute peak in the 90s right and the toughest decade yeah. to play bat into bat in certainly yeah. even yeah. to bowl spin because it's not like cracks were turners he turned the ball that's a different matter because yeah. cracks weren't one flat out turner there was a lot of seam and swing they didn't play in australia between 91 and 
and that's a really really sad thing because Vaughn yeah. was Vaughn's flipper really worked in Australia really worked in England it wasn't as effective in the subcontinent not effective yeah, on softer yeah. pitches right so if uh, Tendulkar never really played a proper inning against Vaughn with the Vaughn flipper in play yeah. properly but I will tell you where he did play and what he did to it so do you remember uh, I'll give you two shots one is the 96 World Cup when he made that just gorgeous 90 of 78 balls against Australia yeah. in first. the first ball one bowls is a flipper but he doesn't get it right and you can't get it right because it's not enough zip off the one day track right Tendulkar yep. fat packs it to long on for four Straight, straight back. Right? Yeah, because he's just got that much more time on it. And the exact same thing happens. There was a there was a world tourney that happened in New Zealand in the mid nineties at some point. I think South Africa won it eventually. Uh, and he smashed one for nineteen and one over. So he would attack McGrath, but with safety. With one, it was just I am going to dominate you because he had that respect for one. And if one gets on top of this team, he will run through the team. He will run through the. Team. You need to push him back, back foot immediately. And again, Juan bowls a flipper. And Tendulka again, flat back, straight feet. So, everybody yeah, else is getting out to that. And, and by the way, flat back off the front foot. Everybody, he must have analyzed, you're getting out to the flipper by moving to the back foot. If you get out to the back foot because you see the length, you're screwed. No, and I think uh, he said something about... Uh, uh, in 90s or something that that he can, could get Lara out a lot more times out thinking him than he could get Sachin out and the reason why they went at each other Sachin and one were because they wanted to they knew that if they let the other person dominate they'll be all over it um, before we end with but Sanal, I think in the game Sachin and Lara uh, and Vaughn the, this mm -hmm. relation I think Vaughn was letting Sachin get into his head far more than he ever got Lara get into his head in my opinion I think Juan himself, in many ways, got very, really psyched out in, in a weird way with Sachin than he ever did with Lara. Because if you think about it, there is another player who attacked Juan a lot. That was Hansi Kronier. Yeah. He did too. Yeah. And Hansi Kronier, one of the... with, with Kronier, you don't have the fear of volume of runs, right? He may have a pass yeah. where he's attacking you. You're not worried about him making 200, 150, 175 the way... Tendulkar and Lara were. Lara, by the way, is 277, that legendary 277 when he got run out in Sydney. That Vaughn's in the team when he makes that 277. I think Vaughn is in the team. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll have to check as well. I'm, I'm not sure either. But I think that that's... But you're right. I think the, the quality... Also, the quality of shots, right? Like, who cricketer has the audacity to flat bat uh, flipper to long on the way Sachin did, right? So, I think it was the, the, the audacity... So, the, the Tendulkar, in those 90s, Tendulkar is... He's a beast. He's a demon. You cannot yeah. bowl anything. Tendulkar did not have a weakness. He, he could get himself out. But Tendulkar did yeah. not have a weakness. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, just to give one more credit to Shane Vaughan, have people noticed that outside of Vaughan, no other leg spinner really had a really... Not that Vaughan's leg uh, flipper after his shoulder injury was good because he had actually pretty much ditched it, I think, because of his shoulder injury. But look at all the other leg spinners. Mushtaq Ahmed never had a good flipper. Uh, at best, Mustak Ahmed had a googly. That's right. Kumble had a flipper, but his flipper and his normal ball, I don't so know. He didn't have a leg spinner, yaar. 
मैंने वही तो बोला ना उसकी स्लिपर क्या थी और उसकी नॉर्मल बॉल थी मतलब सिर्फ पेस का फर्क होगा तो थिंक अबाउट इट नो अदर लेग स्पिनर Even today or before so, morning, he had a great flipper. There can't be any competition on the issue of legs. Yeah, and and, and actually, Kumble became. That's why Adit still had his disease of saying one of the best, one of the best. Right? <laughs> you, you cannot call Shane one one of the best leg spinners, boss. This is this is like saying Earth is one of the inhabitable planets. I mean, you <laughs> want to live on Mars, buddy? But can't 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 say for sure. The, I'll defer that question to Elon Musk if he has any other thoughts about that. But no, but I think Kumble and I love Anil Kumble. No, I think I, he, he became he became he became a more potent bowler after he developed the wrong one uh, on uh, on Australian tracks. That's it later in his career. But I'm not comparing Kumble and Vaughan. I think you no, so, so would be unfair to Kumble also. But the differential is Kumble will not have dismissals around the batsman's legs, and very few straight pad caught behinds. Right? Yeah. Vaughan yeah. will have a lot of caught straight pad caught behinds and dismissals around the leg. But the thing that fizz that that fizz what that used to do was much as you saw with uh, the around the legs dismissal you showed earlier. If you see any of his <laughs> other around the leg dismissals, and there's one in particular of Kevin Peterson when Peterson misses a sweep. Yeah. That ball is so full; it's literally past the bat when it bounces. Okay, he misses literally yeah. a full out. It's past the bat when it bounces. It's very close to the crease, which is well outside leg, and it hits the off stump. That's an astonishing amount of spin for that much distance of travel. You know, so so the deviation off the pitch must be like a few degrees, and Probably. he would do that all day long, all day long. Not the odd ball, all day long. This, so this is this is I mean we can say he he was truly the wizard from Oz I mean really like the kind of things he did because this Kevin Peterson if I'm not mistaken this is in the 2006 Adelaide Test match another Test match where every where everyone thought this was going for a draw. Everyone uh, won that Test. He won that Test. Yeah, and he just came and just absolutely nuts and he had that demoralizing effect of, uh, to Englishmen that McGrath had to Indian openers like they would get transfixed. Transfixed when one would come. Similar to, I know. I mean, I had mortal. Whenever Glenn McGrath used to run in and bowl, I'm like, "Yeah, khatam." One wicket lia, and I'm like, "This is game over. India is done, cooked." So, uh, but uh, I, I, I'll say this: if you're going to end at some uh, very short in the next five minutes, yes, yeah. I, I'll tell you what I think about the the biggest thing I can say about one. One is not Indian. One is not someone. I mean, I like cricketers for their cricket, and I, I love Vaughn's personality. But I wasn't really following Vaughn's Instagram feed, or you know, his his bout with Marlon Samuels or Liz Hurley. I mean, when I heard the Liz Hurley story, I was just like, "What? That's just so Vaughn, right?" Yeah. But I swear to you, when I heard the news, I was heartbroken, and I'll be heartbroken for a long, long time because Shane Vaughn, bona fide genius in every respect, man. He, he is something extraordinary, something special, and he will be. Shane Warne is eternal. Take it from me in writing. Guys, Absolutely. Like a lot, a lot of other cricketers that we think are great cricketers, legendary cricketers we've seen in our lifetimes, they'll be forgotten. Shane Warne will not be forgotten. Vivian Richards will not be forgotten. Tendulkar will not be forgotten. These are the elite of the elite. Yeah. You know, I'm very sorry to say this to a lot of fans out there. Rahul Dravid. You know, some point people they'll remember him, but not the way these guys are going to be remembered forever and ever. These are absolute elite. No, 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 absolutely. And in his death, in his death also, so typically worn, right? He has gone in a way in which you just you're left gasping for so much more. 
which is much much like it used to be when he was bowling you were gasping for so much more look at the whole aura right? who else has walked up to the stumps to bowl and, and it's not it's even a, a, it's hop, a, it's a, a hop right at the end he used to stand right at the top of his bowling lineup and let the batsman absorb the pressure and, and there are two things, right? Are you a kid of the 90s or 80s if you haven't imitated Shane Warne's action or in an Australian accent tried to say bowling Warney or bowling Shane in, in the most weirdest possible? We all have, right? Anyone who's saying they haven't is either not a cricket fan or completely bullshitting. And Adam Gilchrist and Ian Healy said it the best that we two had the best view of, you know, the King's exploits. Uh, 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 and I said there was this one keeper who had one test match, but apart from that, it was just the heels and I. And what the sad part was the person who loved to surround himself with people, the way he passed away all by himself in, you know, in his room. It was it was tragic. It was, it was way too early. And even though sometimes at times his commentary on Fox in the last few years could get a little annoying because in England, he was a different commentator. He was an analyst, right? In Fox, he would get into this old matey Australian way, which was fun for a while. But then part of you were like that, you know, let's let's move on to the game. Hey, but no, you could not... well when he has those, those more sober English commentators next to him. Like, like that contrast works well. Just yeah, like, which is why works very well with 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 David Lloyd, maybe with Nasser Hussain, maybe with Michael Atherton. But it becomes or, or even, too, much a, too much of a meaty problem when it's when it's uh, yeah. Slater and him and and all these. Yeah, other but but that's why when he moved from nine to Fox Sports and you had Michael Vaughan, Nisha Goa, Harsha Bhogle, they kind of changed him up. And someone like a Kerry O'Keefe, who you know is outstanding with all his. Yeah, hey, I love and man. Stuff. Uh, Kerry O'Keefe is just just wonderful. Yeah, so Kushal, your closing thoughts. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted about it. I was like, there are two sporting chants in the crowd that are immortalized for me. One was Sachin Sachin and not across the country, Sachin Sachin of Vankhede. That, that chant, yeah. mm-hmm. that will reverberate every single time you watch cricket. And the chant of Vani, Vani. I mean, every time the man would go, let alone the man would go. Even if he's shown on the screen, the Aussies would start shouting "Wani Wani." Even if he's a commentator, and that's uh, no man. Look, we are all flawed human beings. We are all flawed human beings. Shane Warne's flaws were very op- much in the open because public figures and their flaws are always dissected. But to have your flaws and you have your quirks to be exposed, but still be loved the way Shane Vaughan was loved. To me, that was his most endearing factor. I I still say this, like uh, even today, if, if somebody goes through my YouTube search history when it comes to cricket, the most viewed thing that I have in my YouTube search history is Shane Vaughan, not Sachin Tendulkar. I love Sachin. I love Sachin probably a, a lot more than Vaughan. But you know, you want to watch Vaughan. And yeah. that was the thing about Vaughn. And not just how he bowled the ball. Four lagaya usko. Or Shane Vaughn expression aise deta tha, ye to abhi out ho jata tha. Ye to yeah. galti se uska four lag gaya. That to me. But you know, before I wrap up, I don't know if people have watched it. But Book My Show has his latest movie that had come in January this year. Yeah. Please watch it. It's on Amazon Prime as well. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Shane. No, it's a documentary. not in India. In India, it's on Book My Show streaming. Outside India, it's on Amazon Prime. 
नहीं इट्स नॉट इवन इन अमेरिका आई एक्चुअली रोड टू आई वुड नेवर डू दिस बट आई ट्रीटेड टू एमेजॉन यूएस सेइंग यार अब तो द गिवन द न्यूज वी हर्ड एटलीस्ट मेक इट फॉर फ्री व्यूइंग ऑन एमेजॉन या ऑन एमेजॉन यूएस आई वांट टू रियली वॉच इट द शेन डॉक्यूमेंट्री वन थिंग आई लीव आर आई इंसिस्ट इफ यू कैन वॉच दैट यू कैन रेंट इट फॉर लाइक 100 समथिंग एंड बाय इट फॉर 399 आई तो बॉट इट बिकॉज़ दिस इज समथिंग आई एम गोना ट्रेजर फॉर द रेस्ट ऑफ माय लाइफ i'm going to and i say buy it because you want to buy it because if you love wani you should have it all the time on you and you can watch it again and again believe me you will watch it and if you love the man you will always be emotional because emotional that's how how much of a connect he had with his fans and I, like i know all three of us are hardcore wani fans and so please everybody watch it the first thing we did was talk to each other i think i i, I texted on our uh, group message thing on dm about one and is like let's do a podcast and we've been planning to do this for you know the last few days but one thing i want to say guys you know we talked about the boxing day test in mcg it was not a regular feature till 1980 and then even then the 1989 i, I don't think it happened but it it's a very recent phenomenon but post 1992 you had like shane won like the victorian uh, uh, almost dominating many boxing day test matches none more so in 2006 2007 season when he took a 700th wicket on that and mark taylor had this wonderful instance that they wanted bill lorry another victorian who loved shane won to call that so bill had close to an hour and a half stint in the morning session like they just kept him on and then he had to go for a lunch so he walked off and 10 minutes later mark taylor is now there and he gets to call shane won 700th wicket again which is andrew strauss beautifully deceived in the air and clean bowled uh, it mark taylor almost described it as that was his journey as a test cricketer for australia culminating i mean sydney test was the last test he played but if there was one moment that she, you could say shane won had built up to where he would like you know end his career for australia probably that was that that 700th wicket on his home ground fairy tale ending and you know then going on to become a mentor vakar yunus said that he saw pakistani player not doing well he drove up from dubai to sharjah just to coach the pakistani player on his own dime just because he supported leg spinners throughout the world are we going to get a personality like that who feels passionately about leg spinners everywhere in the world i don't think so uh, it's that's a it's a tragedy i i honestly don't know what the world know like the, if the world ever knows what we have lost so fast he probably had 15 or 20 years more of mentorship to give but uh, farewell king you'll be missed uh, everywhere but especially by all three of us and you know nikhil was right he went away in typical bonnie style too that was bonnie yeah He in the, one of the most that was the most expensive one of the most expensive resorts in thailand you know he was there for like a 10 and days sort of age i mean i don't at know if you've heard he no it's, it's on, the suddenness uh, he leaves you wanting more he always leaves you wanting more Shane. yeah always. that's that's typical you know, bonnie ian tapple was once asked by shane one uh, uh about shane one and he said considering bonnie's lifestyle and eating habits and everything 70 would have been amazing but 52 is still young even by bonnie's standards Yeah, exactly. I I heard that. I think he was and he was genuinely shattered. And in all this, we've not even had time to talk about Rod Marsh, another legend who passed to another yeah. mentor. No, I, lot listen, we we aren't Australians. We didn't get, you know, in a odd way, because of the way cable TV progressed in India and the cricket boom, we probably saw more cricket in India than the Aussie and the English fans did in their respective countries. Because every yeah. match is to be telecast in India, right? Everything is to be telecast in India. And yeah. Uh, yeah. listen. 
Shane Warren can't be put in words. He's too big. Tendulkar can't be put in words. He's too big for me. I mean, Federer is like that for me. These are not people that I can measure the loss of. I'll be heartbroken for a long time for the loss of Shane Warren. He should have gone 35 years later, you know, quietly as you do with a natural death so that we could write measured peons about you and had 35 more years of this craziness. For him to have gone this way, it's just... It feels but this is what... But this is one, right? Be it his legacy or obituary, it's always... Ends yeah. with a huge flourish and leaves you gasping for more, as you beautifully put, Nikhil. Yep. Uh, thank you, guys, join, for joining. This has been uh, wonderful. Uh, guys, please like, comment, share, subscribe. Let us know what you think about warning, what you think about cricket. Uh, like we said, this is not even about just about cricket, just about Australia, just about the 90s. It's just our love and our for Shane Warne. So with that, guys, we'll be back next week with more. Till then, from all of us, it's goodbye and uh, thanks for watching.